Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll be talking to Grace Nozaki, a licensed clinical social worker who works in the Reston office of the Community Services Board. Grace will be discussing mental wellness as an older adult. But first, a little bit about Grace for our intro here. She's got a bachelor's in social work from the University of Southern California and an MSW from Smith College. She's worked in psychiatric hospitals and outpatient settings in California, the District of Columbia, and Virginia. And she's also taught social work at Tulane University. So varied background, Grace. Thanks for, uh, for being with us on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast. Thank you. I'm very pleased to be here. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm assuming maybe you started out in California on the left coast and migrated your way east? Is that how it worked? Yes, with a couple of stops in between okay. Denver and Louisiana. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that been your, your life's work here in the in the social work area, I guess. It has, yes. Yeah. yeah. What, what intrigued you about that or kind of uh, got you into it? Actually, to tell you the truth, uh, I did it because I wanted to be like my aunt. Uh, my aunt is, is a uh, social worker from uh, way back and actually is in the NASW Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. For her work. Oh, congratulations. Uh, during World yeah. War II, yeah. Wow, okay, so. cool. Interesting work, too, I'm sure. It a is. Fascinating career. But a lot of questions. I don't, I wanna, I don't want to uh, belittle the, the, the career path and that kind of questions, but I want to dive right into it because I know we're probably not going to get to all this. I've <laughs> got an ambitious agenda with things I want to know about. So we're talking about um, mental wellness as an older adult. This is the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, mm-hmm. so, you know, the, the target audience. So we've got the, the right people listening, and when we talk about mental wellness as an older adult, the obvious first question is, what is that? What are we talking about when we say mental wellness? What does that mean? Well, mental wellness is kind of a holistic concept that encompasses physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, and social well-being. So it's not just health, per se. And uh, it really focuses on the concept that we are all trying in our entire lives to reach our full potential. Mm. So it's a process of becoming aware of our daily choices and making conscious choices toward the goal of reaching our full potential, which is a continuous process mm-hmm. throughout our lives. Is this a new topic that we're we're talking about? I mean, have have... Have we always thought about mental wellness, or is it something more more recent, I guess? I think it is more recent. I think that the entire field of mental health was focused more on disease Mm. and cure and not so much about wellness and maintaining wellness. So it's a much more of a positive-oriented focus than okay. I think we've had in the past. Okay. And being mentally well, if, if that's the right way to say it, is, is, and I don't even know how to ask the question, it's not maybe the stigma of a mental illness is what you're saying? Mental, mental wellness, this, these two words that we're putting together is just like quality of life and other yeah, issues? I would hesitate to even say mental and wellness together. I think wellness encompasses both 
mental and well actually not kind, both kind but of, as you said all in the beginning, aspects yeah, yeah okay, okay. Of your your being okay so if 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 we're not well there's there's things that obviously we could be sick or have illnesses etc and one of the things i wanted to talk about was depression especially yes. as we're we're coming into the holiday period mm-hmm. it's a time that i think a lot of folks can more easily get depressed or down, those type things. Is there a quick definition or, or of depression that you give me that I could understand? What, what? Sure. Uh, depression is, um, in technical terms, it's a persistent mood disorder, and it affects how you feel, how you think, how you sleep, how you eat, mm. how you get along with everybody else. It pretty much affects every aspect of your life, Mm -hmm. it doesn't become a clinical depression unless it's lasted over two weeks. Mm, Okay. So that's sort of the criteria uh, that we use to try and make a diagnosis of a depression as opposed to having a bad day. Right. Okay. Okay. So if you have 15 bad days in a row, (laughs) then maybe you ought to Maybe Think seek, seek some help or do something. Yes. Depression, does, am I correct that it doesn't affect just a certain age group? I mean, it could run the gamut from a young person to a, an older person to a middle-aged person. Absolutely. Any, anywhere along the spectrum? Absolutely. One of the earliest uh, writings about depression was about um, infants in orphanages. Oh, my. So uh, there have been some pretty profound studies on what they call anaclytic depression, which are pre-toddler children uh, going all the way up through, um, you know, uh, the end of life. The interesting thing is that in terms of um, stages of life and prevalence, the age in which somebody is more most likely to become depressed is between 25 and 44. Oh, wow. Interesting. Which well, maybe not. Maybe that makes sense. You have the most amount of stressors, say, yeah. uh, the highest amount of expectations. The challenge for older adults is that although the rates of depression per capita or for the age group is lower, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the suicide rate is highest. Hmm. One of the most persistent, unfortunate statistics in depression is that the most lethal ratio of attempts to completion of Hmm. suicide is among older white males. And that's been a statistic that's been true uh, for the past several decades, Mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. And when I checked into this last year, when I did a presentation, it was still the the fact. Right. Well, I'm sure I could could come up with some reasons I would think why, but I'm I'm sure we don't have a lot of time to go Mm -hmm. into all the reasons. But uh, that was kind of a question I was going to ask was, you know, the stereotypical thought, I would think, would be that older adults would get more depressed because maybe their, you know, their their career is over, they're in quote-unquote retirement, there may not be enough things to keep them active, the family and friends have moved away or passed on, those kind of things, but 
that's not necessarily the case, but it is still a, a, it's a, a big, factor. big part of the population. Uh, there's no question but that the losses do pile up as you get older. The upside is that so does wisdom, mm. life wisdom. So that seems to have a counteracting influence mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. um, on on that age population. On, right. Yeah. Yeah. Do the holidays make it tougher? And, and I ask that because we're we're recording in November. You know, we have the the holidays in November and December, and then the New Year is is. Is it just anecdotal that holidays is a tougher time, or is there any data or scientific studies or anything to, to prove that, or is it just what we think? I think it does tend to be more stressful. People do say that they feel more stressed, more down. I think that also there are two different factors that influence how people feel going into the holidays. One of them is that we're getting into winter with shorter days, less light, mm -hmm. and we're becoming more aware of how seasonal affective disorders mm -hmm. influence how you feel. So there are some people who notice that every single year in the fall going into winter, right around this time of the year, they get more depressed. Mm -hmm. They feel sadder, they feel less energy, their sleep is disrupted, right. they overeat, they undereat. They just don't feel right. quite themselves. And without any treatment, any change in their lives, they just start to feel better in the spring. Mm. And if this has happened to you year after year, and there's a persistent pattern, I think that people ought to consider that they may have a seasonal affective mm. disorder. It's a really interesting phenomenon in that we all have circadian rhythms. We all mm. have these uh, time clocks within our bodies. So we kick it up in the morning, and then we ratchet things down. Our horm hormones, our digestive systems, blood pressure, uh, body temperature, everything goes up and down with the time of the day. And there seems to be a way in which light triggers mm. the hormonal changes that regulate our day. So as the number of hours of daylight shorten in the wintertime, for a lot of people, this triggers a mood change. Mm. And for those people, they might want to talk to their doctors, they might want to try out a light box mm. and see how that works. Uh, this is a treatment with almost no side effects, uh, relatively low cost, mm -hmm. and it's, very, it's a very natural homeopathic way right. of treating seasonal right. affective disorder. It is, I've heard the term holiday blues. Is that what this is referring to, or is it, is it something else? Well, I might have mentioned that there might be two causes of stress and depression right around this time of the year. One is a possible seasonal affective phenomenon. The other one is that there just is a lot to do and a lot mm. of expectations. And one of the things that I think 
happens right around this time of the year is people load themselves with a laundry list that they make inside their head of what they should do or what other people should do for them (laughs) or how things should be in the world around them. I think that any of us could just start ticking them off. I should be happier. I should have more money to spend on my children. My adult son should come home for the holidays. My daughter-in-law shouldn't be so selfish as to (laughs) insist that. Right, Right. yeah. (laughs) My grandchildren should write thank you cards. Uh, I should feel more energy so that I could cut down a Christmas tree. You could keep going on and on. on. Right. So there's a really interesting thing that goes along with this train of thought, and that has to do with the word should. Hmm. Etymologically, I'm sorry, in terms of etymology. Yeah, whatever that word is. Right, yeah. (laughs) We should learn that word. We (laughs) should learn that word, right. It comes from the word to scold. So you cannot use the word should, you cannot think the word should without actually scolding yourself or somebody else. Hmm, interesting. And if you apply that to a task at hand, it makes it a lot more stressful. It puts a burden on it that doesn't need to be there. Okay. Because you're scolding yourself or somebody else Gotcha. in that process. So you're really weighing yourself down. So maybe we could learn the word instead of we should learn the word. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. It would be better to. Just, just one little flip of a phrase. Exactly. Wow. And if you were to list all the shoulds that you're thinking about, Mm-hmm. in a column, and if you were to write next to that in a second column, the same sentence but using a different word, like, I want to, mm. I used to be able to, I wish, it would make me happy if, mm-hmm. any of those kinds of words... Right. It puts a different spin on that particular phenomenon or that particular task. And just that little bit of wordsmithing, if you will, will help help us not get down and and maybe maintain our our upness, if that's a word. Exactly. (laughs) Our positive, more positive attitude. Exactly. Okay. We've only got a couple of minutes left, Grace. We're talking with Grace Nozaki, a licensed clinical social worker who works in the Reston office of the Community Services Board, but uh, like I said, just a couple of minutes and a couple more quick things I want to get to. We talked about if we're having these depression symptoms or signs and it goes on for a couple of weeks or longer, we should should get some help. We should talk to someone. What what kind of treatments or what kind of help is available and and where should we go to to try to find that? Uh, Loaded two questions, I know, but... Right, right. First and foremost, uh, it's one thing to feel down, and it's a second thing altogether if you are thinking about dying Mm. persistently. That's a very serious thing, and if that's what's going on, I definitely encourage you to call this number, 
which is 703-383-8500. That's our front door phone number, and they can direct you to a person or an organization or a resource tailored to your needs. If you are having very serious thoughts about wanting to die, mm -hmm. I definitely recommend that you call our Maryfield Emergency Services number, which is 703-573-5679. Okay. If you are not having thoughts like that, and if you are instead feeling down, feeling the blues, you don't have the energy that you used to, you probably ought to consider talking to your physician first. There are quite a few physical ailments that we tend to get after 50 mm -hmm. that can contribute to that that should be addressed. For instance, hypothyroidism will contribute to depression, hmm. and that ought to be looked at and treated. Interesting. And the physician, your doctor, will be able to direct you to some resources mm -hmm. that would fit your insurance plan. Right. right. Um, your that, state of health. And right, yeah, yeah, to get help. Okay. Um, Grace Nozaki is with us on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast and uh, kind of hit that, that time limit, if you will. But uh, I know we've covered a lot, tried to cram a lot in. I'm going to get you to repeat these. I think there's like three phone numbers. I'm going to get you to, to repeat those really quickly again before we uh, go. But just give it to you for the, the final thought, anything we haven't touched on that you might want to address in the final 30 seconds or so. The main thing is that depression, although... Many people get it at least once in their lifetimes. In their lifetime, it is definitely a treatable condition. Mm. And there is all kinds of room for optimism. It is not a normal part of aging. Mm. And you owe it to yourself to have the best third phase of your life. Right. Owe it to yourself and to those around, around you who you. love yeah. you. Absolutely. Yeah, family, friends. Very quickly, can you give me those telephone numbers again that, that you just referenced? Uh, the Merrifield Emergency Services number, if you're having a crisis, is 703-573-5679. There's somebody there, 24-7-365. And if you need to talk to somebody on Sunday night at 2 a.m., somebody will be there to answer that telephone call. If it's not an emergency, you can absolutely call our front door telephone number, which is 703-383-8500. All right. Very good. Grace, thanks for being with us. You're welcome. I enjoyed it very much. Absolutely. Thanks for having us and good information. And as we're in this uh, holiday uh, time of the year, just uh, stay upbeat. And, and That's right. Stay, stay positive. And enjoy. That's right. Uh, thanks to you for listening to Fairfax 50 Plus. Uh, do us a favor and share this uh, podcast with family and friends and let them uh, learn about it so that they can subscribe and uh, get the uh, podcast information when it comes out every two weeks. You can also uh, find County's Older Adult Services, Recreation, and Community Engagement Opportunities by calling 703-324-7948 Monday through Friday or by going online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults. And when you're 
you're on that web page, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper, as well as Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. And on that page, you can also find a link over to the new Fairfax 50 Plus Pace Up, uh, Fairfax 50 Plus Facebook page. That's hard to say three or four times fast, so try doing that. Be sure when you're on the Facebook page, give us the like so that you'll uh, receive more updates. Thanks again for listening to Fairfax 50 Plus, which is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.